How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Daily News Updates for Monday, March the 1st. It's a new month. I hope you had a tremendous weekend, and I hope you're excited for some video game news. Let's jump in. First of all, we have to talk about it. Pokemon celebrated their 25th anniversary, and the Pokemon company put together a video with a bunch of information and announcements. By far, the biggest news is the reveal of Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is going to be their attempt at the first open-world game in the franchise. It is going to take place in the very early days of the Sinnoh region, which is Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, that's where those were set, with the protagonist exploring literally unsettled lands to establish the first-ever Pokedex in the region. Uh, when you look at the trailer, it shows a, a very open world that very much reminds you of something like Breath of the Wild, and they show freedom, right? Like, you're going to be able to throw Pokeballs without even engaging in combat, although the turn-based battling still does exist as well. As for your starters, you're going to be able to choose from Cyndaquil, Oshawott, and Rowlet. All of those are from different generations than Sinnoh. And anyway, this looks like the game that people have been asking for. Hopefully it works out. They plan on releasing it early next year. The other big announcement was that they are remastering Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. Speaking of those games, uh, they're being renamed to Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. The art style has been updated to look like the more recent Pokemon games, right? 3D. Though otherwise, it seems, you know, pretty faithful to the originals. Interestingly, it is going to be the first mainline entry that isn't developed by Game Freak. Instead, it's being outsourced to a company called Ilka. So that's slated for release on the Nintendo Switch later this year. I would say the only other big thing is that they shared some more information about Pokemon Snap. They showed off like a new photo editor, some of the content. And if you're going to be playing that game, feel free to seek it out on your own. Bloomberg recently released a report which shed some insider knowledge on what happened at Google during the launch of Stadia. Now, most of it was stuff that we probably could have guessed. Uh, it essentially concludes that one of the big reasons for its failure is because they immediately tried to compete with consoles instead of letting it start small and grow. They also had somebody at the helm who maybe wasn't the best option. His name was Phil Harrison. He's a pretty prominent person in the industry. And this is Bloomberg, quote, Harrison was at both PlayStation and Xbox during their worst console launches, the overpriced PlayStation 3 and badly managed Xbox One. He joined Google in 2018 as vice president of Stadia, end quote. Uh, they also apparently missed their sales targets by hundreds of thousands of units, which is crazy. And interestingly, this one is really revealing. Google spent tens of millions of dollars for each major AAA title that appeared on the platform. So games like Red Dead Redemption 2 and Assassin's Creed and The Division. Google paid $10 million for each of those games to appear on Stadia. Man, does that ever feel like a mistake now, right? Those companies were just raking in the money from that. The one saving grace for Stadia that a lot of the employees felt like that they had were the upcoming exclusives that were being developed internally. And now those got shut down last month. What a shame, eh? We'll see if they're able to turn things around, but it's looking grim. Hey, if you didn't know, uh, Steam has a feature that allows you to play local co-op games with your friends online. So it means that you can play the multiplayer for games that only have couch co-op, or if you have a friend who doesn't have the game right? As if they were sitting on the couch next to you, you could play online. Well, today they announced the Invite Anyone feature, which allows you to do the same thing, but with people who don't even have a Steam account. So if you've got like a family member who is not good with technology or something, but they want to play a game with you, all they would have to have is the Steam Link app. Then you boot up the game, you send them an invite link, and you're playing together. It's an amazing move on Valve's part, and I thought you should know about it. 
There are two new Monster Hunter games heading to the Nintendo Switch, and for a while there, there was confusion about why they were Switch exclusives, because it appeared as though Monster Hunter Rise was going to be the next mainline entry. Well, today it was confirmed that Rise is going to be ported, starting in 2022, on PC. The developers apparently did it so that they could develop for the least powerful console first, and then branch out the content to other platforms. But whatever the strategy, I'm sure people are happy to hear about it. Okay, and the last story, to those of you who are PlayStation players, you're about to get your hands on Final Fantasy VII Remake for free. They're giving it away on PlayStation Plus for the month of March, alongside a few other games. Uh, The only caveat here is that because they're giving it away on the PS4, you're not going to get a free upgrade to the PS5. Those of you who paid for the game will get the free upgrade. But that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for tuning in today, folks. Very much appreciate it. I'd also like to give a big thank you to Rebecca for leaving me a five-star review and who left a very thoughtful comment. I appreciate it. And hey, folks, if you would like to support the show, it really does help a lot if you leave a review on something like Apple Podcasts, or even if you just tell a friend. It would mean a lot. My friends, that's all from me today. Thank you so much. And until tomorrow, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. How you doing? It's a new week. You taking care of yourself? I hope you're taking care of yourself. I want you to know, you know, if you're listening to this, if you've listened to the after show for a while, you can probably get a sense that I'm a busy guy. I've got a, not a terribly stressful life, but uh, you know, I get fairly stressed fairly often. And one of my favorite things to do is to sit down and do these shows at the end of a day, because it's a, it's a routine for me, probably in the same way that it's a routine for you. But I want you to know, like, if, if you're listening, I really do appreciate you. And even if I don't know who you are, Even if you're just, you know, another number right now and you've never reached out or you don't participate that much in the Discord or or whatever it is. And I don't care. You know, you don't have to do that. If you're going through a rough time, I'm thinking about you. Okay, and we'll get through it together. Brighter times are ahead. Okay, I'll stop being sappy. Uh, You know, I haven't played any video games recently. There's only one game that I played. Actually, it was Papers, Please, because I mean, I think I told you I have a I have a school project coming up actually tomorrow. Very, very simple. I mean, I had to write one page review of the game, and then I have to do a five minute presentation on it. And I wanted to choose a game that like nobody else in the class had probably chosen. I I didn't think anybody was going to reach as far back as Papers, Please 2013. I mean, it's not that old, but well, uh, it was eight years ago. So I guess it is pretty old. Man, oh man, I'm I'm old. I know most of you are laughing at me right now. But you know, it was a couple of years ago when I started to realize like, oh, yeah, I remember that thing that happened 10 years ago, and I'm like, geez, 10 years ago. I remember a time when 10 years ago was an entire lifetime. But then I think about, like, the first time that I played Papers, Please, which probably was in 2013, and, like, what my life looked like back then. You know, I was on a crappy laptop. I might not have even had a laptop at that point. It might have been my, my crappy family computer. It was even worse. You know, I was just discovering what Steam was for the first time, just barely into high school. And then I realize I'm getting older. Games will do that to you. Anyway, this is my second time playing Papers, Please. And, you know, the the point of the game, if you've never played Papers, Please, I do encourage you to try it out. It's got some problems. It's a little dated when it comes to, like, uh, gender, let's say. You know, one of the one of so you're a you're an immigration investigator. People come to you, they give you their passport and you have to look for discrepancies. And if their face is feminine, but their passport is masculine or or says that they're male, then you have to flag that. You have to be like, oh, you don't look male enough. And then, you know, it goes a couple of steps farther, and it's like, 
yeah, that's that's a problem. It was a little problematic, I realized. But other than that one thing, which I don't think was intended by the by the creator, it was a solo dev. Actually, I'm going to do a quick Google right now just to make sure I'm not ignorant on like something bad this guy said or something. Yeah, okay, I don't see anything. <laughs> For, from what I know, he's a, you know, well-respected guy, though that definitely should do with some updating. Anyway, all of this was to say, um, the second time around was a very different experience for me playing this game. Still very fun. You know, the, the whole process of like checking 60 different things to make sure that somebody's papers are correct sounds boring, but is actually so fun. Except the first time that you play, there's a lot of ethical dilemmas. They give you moral decisions to make. You know, do you take care of your family or do you doom somebody to their execution in a tyrannical country? That kind of thing. And there's a lot of interesting subplots. But anyway, now that I knew all of those things and, and how, they, how they were going to happen, I actually ended up losing one of the core mechanics of the game, which is keeping your family alive. Because I ended up being this, like, super, like, follow the rules, I don't care what your story is, I am a state servant. Like, that's that's the role I took when I played this game uh, this time. And it made me feel horrible. Like, I turned away some people I did not want to turn away. But then, I literally never had to worry about, like, my kid dying. Because, you know, I let somebody through, and then they docked my pay, and then I couldn't afford to keep the heat on. So it was interesting that the game kind of plays differently depending on the decisions you make and also how well you do at checking the documents. Uh, okay, I think that's it. I think that's all the time we got. Sorry if I, sorry if you didn't care at all about Papers, Please, but it's what I've been playing. Uh, back tomorrow, folks. Until then, farewell.